Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. All right, what's going on, everybody? I am stoked for this podcast. We got the one, the only, Mr. Nick Finger on the show. Thanks for hopping on the show with us today, Nick. Dude, blessed to be on, man. I feel like yeah. I made it now. I know. We were just joking before this. We were at his uh, WeWork <coughs> office, and uh, you've been paying for this, what? For a year or something? Yeah, like five months. Okay. Like second time being here. So, So, uh, yeah, I think the only reason you got this place is for the podcast. You just wanted to be on the Solar Printer podcast. You know, it was just like, you know, I I knew one day Taylor would hit the DMs and be like, do you want to be on? And so I had to be prepared for that moment, man. Yeah, that's how you do it. So anyone who wants to pay for a studio for five months and only use it twice, let's turn it into a podcast studio. Might as well, right? Let's run it. (laughs) But uh, no, I'm excited to be on with you, Nick, because you've been a... leading us we're both in the knockstar competition together and nick is just throwing down deals leading from the front was it number 20 you just got on the month yes dude yesterday 20 on the month uh and it was my own house that's that's the way to do it save it for the competition let's go (laughs) yeah man exciting stuff man the competition is fun man it's been fun yeah yeah so it's been awesome seeing you just you know um lead from the front throw down a ton of deals and that's what we're gonna be getting into today is nick he has kind of a unique model that i don't see a ton of people doing i think more and more we're seeing it but you guys you run blitzes we have kind of the secret formula it seems like to close a ton of deals and i was just asking you i'm like bro what are you doing to close so many deals and then you started telling me about this and i'm like man we gotta we gotta turn this into a podcast so yeah bro um yeah excited to get into it man the blitz model is uh is a unique one for sure it's one of our uniques as an organization and uh we're definitely making a splash with it yeah so excited to hear all about it but uh first typical stuff do you want to tell me for those that haven't heard you i don't know how you haven't heard of nick if you haven't but (laughs) do you want to tell maybe for our listeners kind of how you got into solar and that whole story and everything yeah you know um i think people get into the solar industry one or two ways more and more often now today people are getting into the solar industry because they know it's just like the premier industry to be in if you're in direct sales or if you're in sales in general, or they just stumble into it. And so, you know, going on eight years ago now, uh, it was probably more people stumbled into it. You know, it wasn't much going on or a lot of buzz uh, about the solar industry, at least um, from what I remember. I stumbled uh, into the solar industry for sure, man. And uh, it just absolutely changed my life uh, forever, man. So been in solar now going on eight years and you know, actually I was coming off a, a string of losses, man. You know, I, uh, for me, when I grew up, I was a, you know, football player. That's what I was passionate about. That was like my big why. Yeah. A lot of talent there, a lot of unrealized talent. You know, I, I one uh, at high school didn't have the grades to go D1. I was getting recruited by a bunch of D1 schools, uh, but didn't meet the clearinghouse, the NCAA, uh, NCAA clearinghouse, which I had no idea what that was uh, until my the end of my junior year uh, when I was getting a lot of buzz uh, in, in colleges trying to recruit me and talking, you know, at, looking for my transcripts. Yeah. And they said, hey, you're not going to be able to play D1 if you don't meet the clearinghouse. And I was like, what the hell is that? What do you mean? I, I gotta, of course I can play, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, ended up playing 
playing D2 uh, football, but actually didn't finish school. Had some trauma happen when I was young and, you know, and uh, ended up not finishing school. And then I was just trying to figure it out. Got into the service industry. It was just, you know, serving food at different restaurants, Applebee's, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, you know, the Hard Rock Cafe. And then wanted to transition into like more of a career, if you may, and got an opportunity. Actually, my aunt, who's a guardian angel in my life, she uh, got me an opportunity, got me an interview to potentially work at a uh, retail insurance brokerage, insurance brokerage, hmm. selling commercial insurance actually, at, but really more in an admin role as an account assistant. Uh, this is up in the Bay Area. And so crushed the interview, you know, uh, in order to get that job, you have to have a degree you know, a four-year degree, which I didn't have at the time. And so I really crushed the interview. They took a chance on me, brought me on. And yeah, man, I stunk it up, bro. I didn't, you know, it was all focused on, you know, not my strengths, which are just organization. And I was in a cubicle nine to five, typical type of thing. I was miserable at it and I was not good at it. I wasn't happy in the role. And uh, I ended up actually getting let go. And so it was a big failure, man. It was super embarrassing. My aunt like kind of was really excited. It was a big deal in my family. And then when I lost that job, I was like, man, I was, I was tore up. So I had to call auntie. He was like, Hey, can I come back and stay with you? Couldn't afford to stay at the Bay anymore. Right. Mm. And so I ended up, you know, going back to LA, staying with my aunt and I was going to actually take a job at a, back at the Hard Rock Cafe. They said, yeah, we'll take you back. They called me in the morning saying, actually, you know what? Like we don't have space right now. We don't have the need for it. And so at that moment, just feeling so defeated, loss after loss after loss, you know, this time I'm like 22 years old, just feel like I'm just this unfulfilled potential poster child you know what I mean and um, at that moment I was like I'm changing no matter what opportunity I get next I am going to change the trajectory of my life and that's you know I I remember I got onto Craigslist ZipRecruiter Indeed and boom got an ad uh, for a direct marketing manager and training uh, program and yeah, had no idea it was door to door. Had no idea it was solar, and went through the interview process. Didn't mention door to door at all, but I, you know, took the opportunity and uh, I ran with it, man. They, I, I remember I showed up, didn't read the email, was in a suit, and uh, they said, "Hey, you were supposed to wear khakis and like a button up. We're going to be doing canvassing." And I said, "What do you mean canvassing?" Uh, I was like, "What is that?" And you know what I mean? They're like, "Oh, you're going door to door." I was like, "Okay," um, and I, it was like, boom! I had that like shot. I was like, "No, I'm not going to be a door to door." person like absolutely not you know it was an egotistical hurdle I had to get over Um, had no reason to have a big ego at the time after all those L's but you know I looked around and I saw there was people that were pretty motivated pretty sharp pretty high energy and so I gave it a shot man and that day I just committed to it you know because I was gifted at it right from the start I went out there knocked in a suit like set of four appointments my first day wow Maybe it's the suit. You yeah. Ever done that again? Yeah. No, I've, I've never done that again. But uh, I remember Michael Donald, he used to like go knocking in a jacket, right? He told me that. I always thought that was funny. I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that's how I got into it, man. And uh, quickly, you know, got into management, then got into higher level management, switched over to doing the full sales cycle, not just setting appointments, but closing deals. Was gifted, you know, did like 15 deals my first month, uh, getting the shot at, at closing deals. They didn't want to give me that shot for a while, and I had to give them an ultimatum. Man. They thought I was more valuable for the organization organization staying over there, you know, managing setting teams. And, but I got that shot, man. And I, uh, was pretty, pretty passionate about being number one from the jump and, and, and I pretty much was. And so 
ruined up with level management on the sales side, managing teams. And yeah, man, we blew, we blew things up for, you know, from 2014 to 2017, the teams that we ran at this dealer that we were at, um, probably did as much volume as most, um, you know, big dogs, you know, we don't come from, uh, I don't come from, from like the Vivints or the Sunruns or, you know, the major organizations. A lot of times guys go and they start their own dealer after having been at one of those larger ones. And, uh, but I have always been in a dealer model. Right. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I kind of got my upbringing in the industry, man. So yeah. uh, things have been fun. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And it's uh, cool to see, especially someone coming from like ZipRecruiter, Indeed. You know how it is right now. We run those ads and everything. You get like 50 people coming in and it's like one out of every 50. Yeah. <laughs> stick the numbers 100%. game with that. So you were one of the rare ones, um, mm-hmm. you know, that came in and crushed it. And that's cool to hear you went from such lows and highs. You don't have to be a straight A student to be good at this stuff. And I mean, it's cool to see the success, but something that I always wonder, like for me, and I know a lot of people probably listening, Nick, um, some guys come in super slow where they're not like running out of the gates like you were. So I know you probably trained a ton of people. So what do you say to guys that maybe come in and they're like, Nick, I'm not like you, man. Like you just came running out of the gates, set four appointments on your first day. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Do you have any ways that you like motivate those people or get them to see their potential or I don't know, or start to crush it if they're like, they can't relate to that? No, that's a good question, man. I think it's really, it's about the system that you bring people into. Um, And I think that's one of the really cool things about our system that makes us unique that allows, you know, reps who come from like an Indeed or, you know, uh, like aren't like a personal recruit, a buddy who knows, like kind of has a taste of what that experience might be like. And it's just a brand new world for them. And so the system that we have allows them to see success really quickly. And I think like whenever anyone comes in, right, like, you know, they're on a ticking time clock, right? From the day that they start to the time that they, you know, see success and, you know, get their first sale or create their first account, setting an appointment, getting their first bill, right? It has to be within a certain time period, right? We do direct sales commission only, man. And so people have bills to pay and it's difficult. If you haven't been exposed to this world and if you come from a traditional nine to five corporate America, whatever it is, if you don't really know this world and because we're taught in this world, like that's what you're supposed to do. And now we're saying, no, we're going to, we're going to change the paradigm a little bit by you coming into direct sales and be pretty much introduced into entrepreneurship. But for me, it's like really honestly, like, you know, obviously what we do, it's, it's so little like the how to's, the, the how to sales training, the overcoming objection stalls, all those things, smoke screens. It's re- that's like really like 10% of what we do that for us, it's, it's really 90% in between the years. And so really training people from the jump on that this is a mental game. It starts off with making sure obviously you're, you're hiring the right people that you think have grit, you know, and grit's something I talk about a lot. I think it's the number one factor on whether someone is successful, not just in this role, but in life in general, you know, the ability to overcome challenges in a pursuit of a long-term goal. That's what grit's defined as. And right. really just having them be able to trust the process and and plug them into a system that allows them uh, to see that success really quickly and to be around people that are seeing that success that come that came that walked in their exact footsteps to see it's possible I think so many of us at starting out in this and like running teams or like building your own dealer or company whatever it is like we we struggle trying to figure out how to do that and um, it it comes down to systems a hundred percent of the time you know and, and having the right people in the right seats and so you know luckily we've been 
and surrounded by guys and being able to develop people to uh, have success and then to be able to show others to have that success as well. Yeah, no, I think that's huge just because I always tell people when I first came in, the norm that I came in, I was in 2016, so a long time ago. I don't know if this was really when you first started, but like what I was taught is, oh, you only need to go out and knock like three, maybe four hours a day. Just go to a couple appointments, call it good. And then if you're getting like one or two deals on the week, that's awesome. You're doing mm-hmm. you're doing good work. And if you can make six figures, well, you're balling out, man. That's kind of like the <laughs> culture. Then. And it's like now we got guys that are literally closing, you know, 10 deals a week. And I mean, you just hit 20 in the month month yeah that would have been like week, unheard. Yeah. yeah so it's like that would have been un- unheard of. at least i didn't hear anyone really doing that many deals back in the day and yeah you know so. it the industry has definitely evolved man like we're playing in a space right now where the lid just continues to be lifted man yeah. you got just communities like one that we're in in the knock star community you got you know guys like michael donald just you know paving yeah. the path for so many and showing that it is possible and a hundred percent like and then on top of that you have back then in 2016 like guys weren't making nearly what they're making now on a per sale basis and so like the industry's evolved a ton and it's a real exciting place that we're at uh, as a whole in the industry just watching just everyone move how they move and like the different projects that all the leaders the industry leaders are working on man it really inspires me and it's been pushing me to just find new gears it's so exciting that to this day eight years into this thing i think i'm the best student i've ever been i'm learning more than i ever have and and that's just a credit to the the level of talent that is in this industry and how it's evolving, man, it's a special thing. Yeah, I know it's cool to see. Yeah, I was just talking about it on one of my podcasts. Is like you know the four minute mile, like what no one thought is possible, and now people are doing it mm. like weekly basis, ten deals a week. So it's wild, incredible. Um, so yeah, I want to get into that whole blitz. Um, you know the blitz model you guys are running, but before that, um, I know you've been getting this question a ton here, Nick, but. Uh, you see, you, you're not working with that. You were with True Power for a little bit. You're back with Voltaic. And uh, I know people love like the juicy details. You're probably getting DMs left and right about all this. But do you want to tell, um, I don't know, do you want to shed some light on the whole transition and uh, how you went? With, I don't know, you guys were acquired by True Power. It was a whole merger and then you're out of it. So so yeah some juicy details and, know. <laughs> um no shout out true man i love those guys number one i'll start with that you know i love all the leaders that are still over there um incredible people incredible human beings i consider them you know great friends to this day and um but yeah no it wasn't no it, it wasn't like an acquisition or anything like you know voltaic you know we had a lot of momentum you know it was actually around um you know this time uh it was more like february of last year is when we started like really more actually January is when we like started flirting with the idea of a potential merger um, between, you know, uh, a, a couple different companies. And, you know, the idea was, you know, it, it was just behind the fact that, you know, this industry is evolving, you know, and things are changing. You know, we know that there's uh, a consolidation happening, you know, if you're not to a certain place by a certain time, you know, yeah. are you really relevant in our space anymore? And so the hopes were that by combining forces with incredible leaders, um, you know, that it just gave us a, a better shot to build more momentum and, yeah. and uh, you know, and grow quicker, you know, as long as we were all aligned in terms of our vision, our goals, you know, and, and had some good synergies, which it, you know, from the start, it, from the beginning, it, that was there 100%. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that was the intention behind the the merger. It wasn't, like I said, an acquisition. We was, you know, four companies 
deciding, you know what, let's actually make like a new co. It wasn't even a traditional okay. merger. Yeah. It, was a, it was a new company. And so all those other companies were still actually active, just kind of on the sidelines. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of, you know, it was a meeting of the minds and a lot of really high level leaders with different um, visions and philosophies that, you know, were aligned and then, but just as things evolve and, you know, maybe we have a setback here or like things go this way, you know, like we, you don't really, un- really ever know how people are going to respond, um, yeah. to the different challenges. And so, you know, ultimately it, it just came down that it came down to the fact that, you know, us at Voltaic, we had a group that has been working together for, years and working well and growing and navigating all the different challenges that come uh, in this industry. Um, And from the jump, we've had just unequivocal trust and faith and belief in one another. And, um, you know, trying to mesh that together um, with other individuals where we didn't have that same foundation from the start, it's difficult, you know what I mean? It's difficult. And I think, Everyone had the best intentions um, with that, uh, you know, with that coming together, and um, and I think that true is a hundred percent, you know, still an incredible organization. It's going to continue to win. You know, they have incredible leaders there. I'll shout out Mark Valdez. Um, you know. Uh, you know, Alex Hall, she's absolutely incredible. Yes. Uh, Brandon's incredible. John, all those guys are are awesome leaders and doing really cool things. And, and, and I still have a lot of love for them. But ultimately, we just had a different uh, vision. And it was, you know, difficult to, you know, kind of resolve those, yeah. um, you know, those issues and different philosophies. And, you know, and we just decided for true um, and for the betterment of our people, our group, we just felt like, it was best to, you know, leave with love yeah. uh, while, you know, while we hadn't burnt bridges and where, you know, I think we kind of set a example in the industry on how you can literally leave and separate amicably without it being like this big deal. Like we didn't go and do cutthroat things to each other and like try to recruit, you know, each other's reps and things like that. It was actually super, super um, amicable. And so again, have a lot of love for those guys. They're incredible. They're going to keep, keep on winning for sure. But uh, Voltaic, man, this train is, is not stopping. dude. So, um, you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, have a lot of love for those guys. Yeah. Well, no, glad you did it, you know, amicably and all that. Cause like you said so many times it doesn't work out very smoothly and you know i went through the same thing where i was running a team for my old company switched to solar we got um you know acquired by future home power and kind of a group of companies similar situation but yeah it's tough man because we we're trying to mold merge two cultures we had like like probably 75 percent of the team i was running like quit and did other things and didn't like the culture so just super tough um you know combining that so do you have any, uh, I don't know, like looking back, if you could go back and change, are you still, was there a lot of lessons learned? Like, do you think you would have done the same thing, um, went and merged together with all these companies if you could change things? Or? So number one, I live life with no regrets, yeah. right? Everything happened for a reason. I learned a ton from that experience. Um, we didn't lose, we just learned. Uh, 100% of the time, you'll never lose, you'll only learn. And so learned a ton in that process. And the number one thing that I learned is that, man, (laughs) like you're like, like we're, we do this thing at a high level. Like, like we, we are 
as valuable as any group when it comes to input as an executive staff and team. Um, and, uh, you know, that we just got to keep on watering our own grass and what we had built the vision from the jump with Voltaic. Uh, it was so special. The number one factor you can never really measure when you're looking at balance sheets and P and L's and like trying to talk about mergers and things of that, like the number one um, a key separator and whether or not it something's going to work or not is culture. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a hundred percent of the time. And our culture is just incredibly strong. And, um, and, uh, and, and so our culture is special and, and that's what I just, we just need to continue to pour into. And that's what I learned the most is, you know, uh, just keep on watering your own grass. Yeah. That's money. So yeah. Thanks for setting the record straight. So there was no fist fights, no guns pulled. No, no, uh, no, it no, was all love. It was, it was all robberies, love. none of that stuff. No, it's all love, man. <laughs> okay. Like you know, I can, I can call one of them right now, and you know, I can call Mark Valdez right now. He'll pick up the phone, and it'll be, it'll <laughs> be, a, it'll be a, you know, a movie just watching a chat. So <laughs> yeah, that works. Cool, cool. Well, good stuff. And so let's jump into some of this blitz stuff you're doing, Nick. Um, I know that's super valuable. Just hearing some of the stuff you already told me. So can you tell us, I don't know, how did you come up with this whole like blitz idea? I know some people were doing it, but um, I don't know. Tell us like how you came up with that and maybe like some of the structure and everything. For sure. I think uh, honestly, we took the cues from our team, our culture, you yeah. know, um, I think that, you know, there's obviously two type of type of people. There's marathon runners and then there's sprinters, yeah. right? Uh, you know, there's short distance guys, there's long, long distance guys. And, yeah. um, you know, and so, you know, we, once we started blitzing, like we, we had started blitzing like a year and a half ago. It actually started when, um, when we actually were doing this little competition, um, with, uh, with Sam and the door-to-door -door experts, we did like did like a little throwdown uh, okay. with another organization, and so we obviously wanted to find ways to just maximize production and results. And so, um, you know, we we wanted to implement blitzing, and we had heard that blitzing was a really you know fun thing to do, and 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 had a lot of benefits to your team and your culture and your growth as an organization. And so, once we actually blitz and exposed our team uh, to the blitz atmosphere, it was just like boom, everything started clicking for us, right? Yeah. Um, we just saw massive, massive benefits, you know, and I'm talking outside of just, you know, obviously maximizing sales and units. I think, you know, one of the things I always talk about is culture. It's it's the, the number one thing that it amplified uh, times 10 was the culture of our team, nice. right? That's and awesome. so, and and that was really unique to see and, and kind of the, obviously the benefits that come with that. And so, um, so we kind of just continued to start, you know, blitzing once a quarter, all that. And then, and then like, you know, we noticed that the team was, you know, really motivated, uh, and mostly motivated. Um, and there's pros and cons of this, but like they were more motivated to go out there and work really hard if they were in a blitz setting. And so, um, we took a lot of that feedback and we kind of, you know, played to the strengths of the, you know, staff that you know, sales reps that we have on our team. And so then we just wanted to uh, in incorporate that and kind of go all in. And it goes back to, you know, uh, back actually at True, like we want, we were flirting with this, um, with implementing this as a model. It was a lot of the feedback that the team wanted to do. And, and that's when like Jake, uh, my partner, Bryce, um, and myself, we really started uh, and also David Ramos, mm -hmm. our sales director, we started like kind of flirting with the idea of like, well, how can we 
because there's there's cons to blitzing, right? When you go out and you uh, just blitz, what happens is like you're just sprinting really hard, and obviously you just you just want to rest, yeah. right? Uh, after after a blitz, if you're going hard for like 10, 14, 15 days yeah. straight, like waking up at you know six a.m. going to the gym, doing you know uh, healthy things, and then just sprinting from nine a.m. to nine p.m., like you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out. You're gonna want to rest, right? And so then what we would see is a massive dip in production after blitzes right and so uh you know that that comes with a whole host of issues um you know on the back end with you know partnerships and all those things and so so we wanted to find a way on how can we still leverage the strengths of our team and all the benefits that come with culture retention all the things with blitzing and but keep that consistent volume throughout the month right and so um so we just kind of got in the lab man and started whiteboarding a lot of different concepts and we came up with uh what's what we now call in his coin the integrated blitz model Mm, okay Okay? and so we have uh a year-round blitz model as a team and we have a 10 10 and 10 schedule okay and so what that means is now we have three separate teams as an organization where 10 days out of the month uh, and so it's on a rotating schedule, right? And so 10 days out of the month, one team is blitzing uh, a certain area, right? Okay. We'll go blitz in different territories, you know, that we know, like the way that we strategize our blitz strategy is really based upon speed um, and, you know, permit timelines. And so we, we look at what are the areas that have the fastest install uh, timelines mm-hmm. and then we want to go blitz th- those areas so we'll you know send guys go test markets and see kind of what the reception is um, and you know you know we send one of our experienced leaders to go do that and if we get you know a thumbs up yeah this is some good turf yeah. um, then we're gonna strategize our 10-day blitz there nice. right and so so we have 10 days that a team is constantly blitzing uh, a territory we yeah. have 10 days uh, that a team is working the local market, right? Just like think of like a traditional office structure where you have like a sales slash correlation meeting a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. um, you know, meeting at 10 a.m., doing training development, door pitch, whatever it is, and then, you know, going and farming your local hood. Yeah. And then we have a team that is, you know, after they do their 10 day blitz cycle, they always go into what we call the pipeline management, right? Where all the volume that you get from uh, the blitz, uh, the blitz cycle, you are just making sure those jobs make it to install, right? But okay. as long as you've hit those standards, whatever standards you put in place as an organization, and like this is the requirement to to hit uh, to hit within that blitz, um, as long as you hit those and you maintain your active fulfillment percentage, mm-hmm. then you're off those next 10 days. Like just as much as we put emphasis of high production, high performance on those 10 days that you're blitzing, we put that same t- level of uh, emphasis on like, yo, go enjoy life, Mm. go have fun, go enjoy the fruits of your hard work. And those, those are the 10 days that guys will go out, you know, you know, go on a trip, go somewhere, go spend time with family, water the grass of like the relationships that, you know, you know, when you're blitzing, you're kind of putting on the back burner a little bit, go water that grass. And so, um, you know, so 10 days off, 10 days working local market, uh, 10 days blitzing. And so if we have three teams, um, doing that right well we have a team that's blitzing at all time during the year right Uh, and we have a team that's also supplementing that high volume of income uh, coming from that blitz 
uh, working the local market. And then we have a team that's resting, recharging, and ready to just go and slay on that 10-day uh, cycle that's on, right? And so, um, so the way that we structure that, it's like we have three onboardings a month, right? And so we're constantly growing the team yeah. by, you know, we're, we are starting our new reps our new are on the cycle that they're on the 10 days on right so they get the kind of that traditional feel okay. they get assigned a mentor and then they're going out you know hopefully getting their first sale before that blitz and then they're going into a blitz atmosphere yeah. wow and then so that it just accelerates their learning curve for a new rep experience and you know it's supplement you know their income is coming quickly so retention buy-in culture what it's done to our team it's incredible right i think we've kind of found a you know a secret sauce to what can really 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 help you know teams and you know companies out there that are struggling trying to get momentum and retain reps and get an awesome you know bought in culture yeah. um this formula if you have the right leaders in place that can run those uh blitzes effectively yeah. then it's an incredible formula for yeah. success well, that's awesome no i've never heard of anything like that though but it seems like a great idea you always have someone blitzing always have people in the local market um no, that seems like money idea and um so like how, how big are your teams that are out blitzing so you have about 50 people total right yeah give or take right um okay. but our you know our teams you know range from like our smallest team we have like i think nine or 10 reps and then you know then the other you know reps kind of the other two teams are pretty evenly split in terms of the rest of our our reps but the the key is right is like we have, you know, with our system, our structure, obviously we have, um, you know, t uh, DMs that manage those teams. And then we have, if there's a need for it, if the rep count for that team is is high enough, then we'll, uh, we'll you know, the DM will promote a ADM and they pull that, those those that level of leadership from their mentorship pool but the most i think one of the most important um you know parts of our system is is our mentorship level i think that's like our first layer of leadership within the organization so we have a progressive growth model where you know we have a, basically a cycle of development where mm -hmm. reps know exactly what they need to do in order to kind of grow uh, into leadership and so yeah. just having just giving you know reps that roadmap um you know if you got motivated individuals people that you know just need a target and see a target and will just sprint towards that target right i know i'm like that like yeah. give me a target and then i'll run through walls for that yeah then uh you know that that's allowed us to kind of get some momentum in, in scaling recently so we got some pretty exciting things down the pipe in terms of growth in different areas and states so yeah no that's money and yeah it's so cool because especially what you're talking about with newer reps um i think I think I got this from Alex Hall, which Alex and Brandon really good at recruiting, right? And so I think she said something like, if you have a rep close three deals, something like that in their first 45 days, then they're like, I don't know, 75% more likely to stick. I don't yeah, know for at least nine exactly. months. She's, uh, yeah, she's incredible with that right stuff, not, yeah. for sure. And so, yeah, I can't think of a better way to get rep, reps some quick deals and just like sending them out to a blitz. Because so many times, especially a new rep, they're just going to go out the typical model, maybe go out and just knock an afternoon or whatever. Why not get them jump started and see the hardworking culture, see some deals close. And uh, yeah, it seems like I can't think of a better way to get them success than that. So we've we've been that team before. I've been there. I, I've been that manager leader 
pulling the hair that I don't have on my head out of my head, yeah. like trying to figure out how do I get these reps to buy in and how do I get them to see success and, um, you know, like how can I retain these reps more, you know what I mean? It's it's really difficult to try to, you know, crack that code to be able to scale a team in office because yeah. once you do, then like it's a really good place in this industry to be on offense, but it's also a really, really stressful place to be yeah. if you're just constantly on defense trying to figure out how to grow and scale your team and how do I retain reps? How do I get them to see success? Because you want that so badly and you think you're very, very capable, but and and you a lot of times you are you just need the right system and so it's just finding that yeah. and if you look across the board in our industry like right now we're like probably a part of the most highest hitting exclusive community in the Noxar community with this competition that we're doing these guys are throwing up insane numbers yeah. what are they all talking about on the calls they're all blitzing yeah all the ones that are throwing up you know tw- like 10 deals in a day, you know, 30 deals in a month, right? Which is insane. Um, You know, every single one of them, they are incorporating blitzing into their culture and structure. So if you are someone out there in the industry that's running a team, uh, running a deal or whatever you're doing, and you are struggling trying to figure out how to take your business to the next level and you're not blitzing, right? You're doing yourself an extreme disservice. I promise you, if you incorporate that into your team and your model, right, you're going to take your team and your system and or your company to the absolute next level by having some type of blitzing uh, in your in your system and you don't have to have like all in all your chips on blitzing like we've gone as an organization right there's different ways you can incorporate blitzing into your team um, and your structure like that will help you see success. Blitzing once a quarter, blitzing in the summers, right? There's so many different ways you can incorporate blitzing yeah. uh, to help take your team to the next level. Yeah, I know, and it's um, it's crazy in Knockstar. I think there's guys that they're not necessarily calling a blitz, but they're working within their local market. I think I heard this from Tyson, but he's literally going and just getting a hotel like right next to his area. Mm-hmm. Even though I think it's like 30 minutes away or something, but he's like turning his local market into a blitz just to go knock. So. Yeah, I think it's huge, and that's how guys hit big numbers. Um, and something I was asking you about before, Nick, is just like, you know, obviously I'm married, I got a couple kids, and I don't know, maybe you hear that objection from people on your team too, mm-hmm. like, oh, Nick, this is, I just want to stay here and work. It's like too stressful. I want to support my wife and all that. And that was my objection that I hit you with. I'm like, man, I don't know if I could do a blitz. It's like, because I came from pest control where it's like the whole summer. Mm-hmm. But like, that's one of the things I always liked about solar is I could just kind of work it like the marathon style and all that. So I was asking you about that a little bit. But yeah, for our listeners, can you tell them, I don't know, maybe like what are some uh, pros and cons or how, what, what's the best way to manage it or like think of this? Um, in order to still support like your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other? What do you no, have to say I mean, that? 100% it's a thing, yeah. right? It, it is a thing. There's no doubt. It's difficult to get your significant other, your spouse to buy in on the concept of you being gone yeah. for 10 days out of the month, especially every single month, right? Um, for some people, you know, maybe health, like health reasons, the wife needs it, like, that might not actually work, right? Um, You know, for some people, and honestly, it's, it is full transparency. It is an obstacle in, in recruiting, you know, Uh, especially when we're, you know, using platforms like Indeed or ZipRecruiter, being able to explain that in an interview in a way to get buy-in from reps or from, 
from potential uh, new starts. Yeah. You know, they're not exposed to this world. They don't like. What do you mean? I'm going to be living in somewhere for ten days every single month, right? It's 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 definitely something that you have to overcome, and it's not for everybody. Yeah. And that's why you know we're kind of like kind of stepping into that next evolution uh, as a team right now, where you know we are formulating kind of the plan of the next evolution of okay, like we understand having an integrated blitz model. There's probably uh, for if you're you put yourself in the shoes of a rep that's in that blitz model, there's probably a shelf life uh, for that, right? Yeah. Um, like someone's not going to be in an integrated blitz model for two ten like two years straight, four years straight, right? Yeah. Uh, they're going to probably want to have a little bit more stability and and be you know home a little bit more yeah. with their significant other, and so that's why we've um, you know we've we're, we're going to start having it be in cycles. We're still going to want to have the majority of our new starts come into our integrated blitz model yeah. and start in that cycle because of the benefits of culture buy-in income for the new start. Um, that is that's still our our hope, but we're also going to have a home for you know other starts that don't necessarily fit into that model right away um, to kind of come into a more traditional model and then for the reps that you know have been in the integrated blitz model for say six months then they take a six month cycle where they're working more of a traditional schedule right and so um and but you know ultimately for the people that sign up and are a part of that blitz model for a certain for a period of time um the buy-in honestly comes when you know you see when the significant other sees the success of what comes from that you know and you know we got you know you have reps making in a 10-day period you know 20 30 40k uh in that 10 uh, in that time period they come home and there's significant other seeds the fruits of that uh they're gonna be like okay honey you know that that probably seems like a pretty smart thing to keep on doing right (laughs) um but um you know because you know i know for me personally like i i struggled with this right my my fiance she you know it was a point of contention um not conflict but like you know her love language is quality time she wants to be with me she wants to spend time with me and that's that's what most women's like love language is you know a lot of the real good ones at least you know (laughs) is like they just want to be with you they just want to spend that time with you and feel your comfort and um and that's a beautiful thing right but um you know just getting that buy-in and knowing that you know what you're doing when you're blitzing, it's like you're you're creating a brotherhood and sisterhood with your people, like where you have an extended family. I mean, like yeah. think about how close uh, your reps must get when they're like basically having, you know, 15, 20 yeah. roommates, you know, every single month. Like, you know, you can't just be surface level in that relationship living in such intimate quarters. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to develop deeper bonds and meaningful relationships. And if you have great leadership and a great, you know, team, like that has a, a high culture of standards and accountability, like you're just going to be being personally developed at at the absolute highest level you know that's what's happening and i think you know the other relationships like our significant other see that and they feel that like the the person that you're becoming like just taking these next steps of evolution as in growth as an individual um like they see benefit from that as well because you're out there just like leveling up in all areas of your life and so you become a better person if you're in the right blitz environment and if it's done right yeah, I love that. And especially where you're saying, you know, it's 10 days of rest or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're recharging. 
Because I mean, hopefully, guys aren't just going. You know, if they're married or significant other, hopefully they're just not going home playing video games or something for ten, 10 days straight. But hopefully they're actually going and you know yeah. cultivating those relationships. And you hit it. Spend time, right? You hit the nail on the head, right? With this type of model, if it's executed. Uh, effectively, right? Like you're taking more time off in a month and you have more time to spend with your significant other than you would if you're just working yeah. in a local market, yeah. right? Like 10 days off, if you can, aff- like if you go out there, execute, throw down and have 10 days to be able to like enjoy life and water that relationship, like, yeah. you know, you can, you can get really creative on how, you know, how you take that relationship to the next level if you yeah. if you're invested in that and so i think that's one of the things that are one of the extreme benefits of having a model like that and and, and really being able to allow your you know sitting if another to see that yeah and then if they're seeing you know 40 grand after 10 days probably uh, the money you're probably helping a little bit with that too 100 oh, yeah because i don't know I, i'm thinking about all the times where i've just worked kind of like you know the typical 20 to 30 hour a week that a lot of solar guys work it's like you know i don't really fill my time with like a quality time with my wife so mm-hmm. i'm almost thinking to myself like it'd probably be better if i was 10 days almost more focused on her and mm-hmm. the kids and all that than the typical okay just like an hour of a little bit more distracted time at night while i'm checking my pipeline i'm trying to you know play with the kids and all that but yeah i think what you're saying is just like if you spend the time if you focus it in seasons and give your complete focus rather than being 50 50 yeah i mean i mean sounds like it's worked good with your relationship right oh 100 percent. i mean yeah we're not in a better we've never been in a better place and so um you know and like we've seen that we've seen the fruits of that like uh amongst our team like them being able to you know have and spend more quality time with their people um and uh you know if you know, for me, you know, I'm a workaholic. I'm not a guy that takes 10 days off. I can't, I have to constantly, you know, yeah. as with the, the seat that I hold here at, you know, Voltaic, I obviously, you know, I'm, I'm constantly have, I have tasks, I have things that I need to tackle. And, you know, for me, it's like, I love what I do. I'm not working a day yeah. uh, in my life because I'm so passionate about what I'm building and uh, the impact that is coming from it. That's that's my happy place. And, and I think my significant other sees that and she's really happy that I'm happy, um, you know, doing something that's really special for so many people you know and I think that's what's really unique about um, the opportunity we have as entrepreneurs and building um, you know this life is that the impact that we get to have on people yeah that's incredible well cool and so for guys that want to like start getting started on this I know the podcast a lot of guys maybe are just working at companies and they're like well nick that's not my company's model so that's all great but I don't know do you have any suggestions say it's like a rep listener to this maybe he's not managing would you suggest like just I don't know someone going out and doing their own blitz maybe the team's not really bought into it but maybe like this guy's just going out and do a blitz by himself and get some results and then come back to the team or like I don't know do you have any suggestions or just like a rep that maybe wants to start this and like spread it to his company and get a get everyone a hundred percent I think uh number one have his manager or leader listen to this podcast yeah. right number two do you go out there, be the leader that you want to follow, you know, and, um, you know, start blitzing, go see what happens when you just, you know, put the blinders on and go and focus, uh, for 10 days straight, throwing down with no distractions and see the fruit that comes uh, from that. If you are a guy that was, you know, before you started doing that, doing, you know, five, six, seven deals a month, and now all of a sudden you're 
you know, you start implementing this and you're doing 10 to 15 uh, deals in a month, then, you know, you're going to, through your actions, have something, you know, some pretty good credibility to say, hey, this works to your yeah. leader or your manager, right? And so um, that would de definitely be my, I would never say, um, not to not do that. Obviously, one of the biggest perks about blitzing and one of the, um, the most important things to have is a Peloton, you know, yeah. a Peloton, um, you know, Taggart, shout out to Taggart talked about this is like, you know, yeah. Peloton's not the bike that you ride at your house. I love my Peloton, but um, the Peloton, uh, you know, when a, a race, you know, a bike race is going on, you know, there's this phenomenon that bike racers talk about how when they're in the pack, the pack of people that are, you know, going, it's like this energy moves you forward, right? Um, and that's what the Peloton is, right? Like you're you're moving at the speed of your organization, like the group, the main standard that is your organization. And like, it's it's really cool to have a Peloton and a, you know, a lot of other really motivated individuals around you that are gonna push you forward yeah. um, and help you stay motivated and put in those long hours that you're supposed to do when you're in a blitz. And so, you know, if you're someone that has like just extreme discipline and grit and can do that by yourself, my hat's off to you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not many people that are built like that, but, yeah. um, and that's why like having it as a team is so important to have that Peloton, that group that's going to push you forward to be a, the best level rep that you can be. And, and people that are going to push you to be better and hold you accountable if you're starting to kind of slack off, right? That's, that's, what's really important, yeah. uh, to have as well. And so to that person, you know, I'd say, you know, make sure that they just get their manager on this podcast, man. It's yeah. undeniable. All the top hitters in this industry are blitzing period, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you want to be, uh, someone that throws down heavy, heavy, heavy units and just break your barriers, continue to break your barriers, be a part of a group that is gonna go out there and just be intentional for a long period of time about high level production. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah and, well, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I don't think any good manager is gonna be like, oh no, Blitz is a terrible idea. I mean, because <laughs> if they do, they have their eyes closed. So yeah, everyone's doing it now. That's putting up huge numbers. So yeah, um, and then the other thing is just as we kind of wrap up the blitzing stuff here, what's like the schedule? Are you guys just you know doing working out in the morning, then just nine a.m. on the doors, or what's kind of like your rough schedule as you're out there blitzing? Great question, man. Like we've we've really evolved and started uh, calling blitzes not even blitzes, like they're like personal development camps, man. Like um, you know we we like to give our our manager and our DMs you know some good autonomy to to run them how they uh, how they like, but we do have a you know kind of a basic outline and structure that we you know we recommend people follow and that's you know you wake up your your first thing that you do is is you you know get into gratitude you pray you you know write a gratitude list then you go hit the gym right after that um you know as a team it's really fun you know all you guys at you know 24 hour fitness planet fitness la fitness whatever it is um you know it's fun to do, go out there and do that and be motivated to physically grow because you know that's fuel you need to be energized and that you need those endorphins in order to operate at peak performance throughout the day so hit the gym get back eat a healthy breakfast you know um we have a correlation meeting typically by 9 30 right okay. and and it's simple it's going over results uh from last uh from the from the previous day okay. um you know doing a little rah-rah maybe talk about you know things we're experiencing in the field or whatever it is watching some uh knock star um you know training and then boom just doing a, a quick practice pitch or an objection gauntlet yeah. right and then it's straight to turf and you're out there you know until 8 9 p.m uh crushing throwing down deals 
And nice. so the the most ideal way to set it up is that, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever model, if you have a center closure model, whatever it is, yeah. um, you know, we don't personally have one of those, but we have like a, you know, progressive growth where we have guys that are, you know, in the rookie stage, they're, they're just hammering doors. Yeah. Uh, if you're a mentor or a DM, you're the one that's running those appointments, okay. uh, closing them down. And so, you know, ideally you'll have, you know, some, you know, two or three, four top guys that have, you know, pretty full calendars every day yeah. with appointments to run. Um, and, uh, you know, in between those doors, those guys are getting right on turf and, and, nice. and ripping same days. And that's how you hit those heavy units, man. These yeah. guys, you know, that are doing 30 plus, man, they have, you know, guys teeing up some pretty solid accounts or appointments for them. And then, yeah. you know, they're also, you know, being disciplined and consistent to get on the doors and throw down themselves nice. um, in between those. So that's what I do. That's what I know a lot of the top hitters are doing. And so. Um, you know, in doing that, you know, if you have those rookies in a model, a structure set up where, you know, those set or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, have a, has a good plan. You know, the, even those rookies, they can hit high, high level of income yeah, within sure. those 10 days. If they're just teeing up deals to guys that can close, you know, yeah. 70 plus percent of the houses there that we're in. I'm at 100 percent this month, by the way. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I've been a home that I've not closed, which has been Dude, fun. I need to get you closing my deals, man. Let's what go. Am I doing? You want to shadow your boy? Let's go. Let's go on the doors after this. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I know. Well, and the other thing is, too, is like um, our people. Um, like one of the issues, I think I might ask you this before, but as you're finishing a blitz, say you're on like day nine, day, day 10, everyone knows they're leaving the next day. So how do you get guys still producing? Maybe the last day they're like, oh, Nick, why should I like knock doors if I'm going to set an appointment for tomorrow and try and get a same day? But what am I doing trying to set an appointment for the next day if I'm we're leaving? You know, it's a great question. And that's a question that comes up from the from your team for sure. So obviously the focus is same days uh, as you get towards the tail end. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times that we have a guy that elects to stay back an extra day, oh, right? Okay. And and like I'm typically that guy, nice. you know, just kind of any leftover um, appointments or someone will just you know come rip them down. But ultimately the focus is is same days as you start to get uh, closer to you know the end of your blitz and okay. um, you know just having a training system and model that's set up to be able to effectively train your guys on how to set same days. And yeah. uh, but if not, you know, uh, worst case if you know it seems like a really good interaction at the door. And uh, you just can't nail down a time, but you know the homeowner is interested. You just let them know that you know we can hop on a Zoom and you'll have a guy okay. do a Zoom appointment or okay. or even you know swing back by and um, you know come and rip it down. Yeah, okay, like that. And then our guys, are you guys doing car groups? Everyone's getting dropped off, or is everyone kind of driving out there? And how do you guys handle that? Uh, it's like guys like to handle that differently. Sometimes they'll drive together in a car and just go rip turf. Um, some guys will drive their own cars, but not really too militant on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, we just kind of, yeah. kind of how the day flows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, and then last question. I keep thinking of new stuff here, but um, for you guys, I know same day is a huge focus, and so I don't know stuff I've done is just try to like. Um, kind of act like that's the only option with homeowners be like, okay, so well, we're going to come back in, you know, 20 minutes or an hour or something like that. But do you have any other tips on like booking same days for guys that want to start implementing that, that haven't done many same days before? A hundred percent, man. Ask for it. You know, okay. uh, people have a mental block. Uh, like for me, it's, you know, not just even same days, walk-ins, right? Like Knock, knocking the door and closing it on the spot. That's, you know, I can't tell you how many of those I do. Um, you know, like if you have both decision makers there, you'll be surprised about how many people will just say, 
If you just say, yeah, simple, like, you know, we're going to run the report, take a couple minutes, can I grab a corner of your table, right? Or do you have a comfortable spot we can sit around back so I can run the report? Nice. Just simple word tracks like that. You know, how many, if you just had a dialed in pitch and you were confident, built a lot of uh, a lot of value, pain and impulse, and you got them bought into looking at that and then boom, you transition to a phrase like that. Yeah. Um, you'll be surprised how many people will just allow you to come into their house. So many people have a mental block that you have to set an appointment and come back. No, get in there. First thing you do, pull up, you know, if you have a proposal tool like Solo or whatever, Sonobi, whatever it is, pull it up, put in the energy consumption, get that proposal okay. working and start going through. Like, hold on, just give me a few minutes. I'm just going to get some basic information so we can uh, get your design working, right? Boom, get that requested and then you know, boom, reset, pre-frame, go into yeah. your questionnaire, kill the bill, uh, present a solution, cost of doing nothing, boom, like yeah. close the deal. Yeah. Let's run it. No, yeah, I think the same day it's like 90% is mental, like you said. It's just it's like a mental game, man. Guys don't think. And yeah, some of the most successful people I've seen are guys that came from alarms or something that was the same day sell that they didn't know how to sell solar. So they're like, I'm just going to go sell like an alarm and just sign them up on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're getting, they're closing the same days and everything. Yeah, man, it's so, like... So many, so many times people just don't ever think just to ask for it. Think about how many people are out there that are just retired. If I, you know, you see me, if I post on my IG, a lot of people make, you know, kind of laugh about there's so many old people, uh, you know, I don't want to call I them I thought old one people. was like about his grandma, right? So yes, like, yeah. this guy going to be alive and by the time his solar gets installed. Yeah. And so like, dude, there's so many retired folks out there that like, they're not doing much. They're at home. They're not going anywhere. Like if they're there, um, you know, if you get somebody that's retired and, you know, they don't have anything on their calendar, like, why do you need to come back? Yeah. Go and walk in, grab a corner of the table. Hey, you have a comfortable place we can, should I take my shoe, shoes off here? Right? Like, it's just asking at the transition of the time that you would ask to, like, basically start setting the time that you come back. Yeah. You're just asking, where do we sit? You yeah. know what I mean? And, and if you do that, you're going to get walk-ins and you're going to get extra incremental deals yeah. where if you didn't do that, they're going to forget about their appointment. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to hold. And yeah, you lost the deal. But if you would have just sold it right there on the spot, boom, that's a, that's an extra sale on the month for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then even if you can't, it's like, I don't know, they can go back the next day, treat it as another appointment, ran out of time or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so there's some nuggets right there. So hopefully guys will start setting some more same days because hey, I've seen every time I've done that, I, I don't, I feel like they're way easier to close too because just like they're already in that mindset. Um, a lot of times they'll over. They already it want the next it. Day. They yeah. already want it. They're yeah. going solar. If it's not with you, it's going to be with somebody else. Yeah, for sure. So why not get them lined up? So Nick, been some uh, yeah awesome stuff we talked about. And um, before we wrap up here, where if guys want to like connect more with you or I don't know. Uh, check out Voltaic check out your team what's the best way to reach out to you and um, you know connect with you guys a little bit more yeah please connect with me man I'm you know I'm I'm an endless well of information you know I'll give you free game all day uh, the IG is success is the mission okay. success is the mission and then uh, check out our company page Voltaic Energy Official man we're doing some cool stuff yeah so go shoot Nick a follow yeah his IG page is yeah he's got stuff for days great content on there so he's one of the yeah most valuable people i'm following right now so definitely recommend giving them a follow and uh guys go try out a blitz go try out your same days if you're not launching that and then just to wrap up here any other advice or anything you wish you would have known starting out the uh i don't know you tell new reps or any any final advice to wrap up here nick trust the process man just trust the process fall in love with it just fall in love with the process 
you know, this is a lifestyle. This isn't a job, it's a lifestyle. And once you realize that and you learn how to integrate your life into it, the fruits that are gonna come, I mean, the doors that are gonna open, the, the person that you're gonna become, I mean, it's, it's, it's game changing, man. It's, it's God sent. So trust the process, keep on pushing, uh, keep on hustling, man. I'm your big, I'm your number one fan. Let's roll. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. So treat solar like the career that you should be, make it a lifestyle, trust the process and you will have success. So with that, we'll wrap up the share. And thanks again for coming on, Nick. Thanks for, thanks for having me, man. All Cheers. Right. What's up, solarpreneurs? Hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you run out and start selling more solar yourself, wanted to let you know about an exciting new cheat sheet we created specifically for you in mind. One of the top questions I get asked on Instagram, on Facebook, by our listeners is, Taylor, where should I start? What episodes should I listen to in the podcast? You got too many podcasts, man, because now we have over 200 episodes. So what we've done, we created the top 10 most downloaded, most listened to, and I would say widely accepted, most useful podcasts that we've done here on Solarpreneur. We put them together all in one sheet. So you can go, you can hit the ground running, especially if you're new, you do not want to not have this sheet. So go download it right now. It's going to be at top 10 solarpreneurs.com again that's top 10 the number 10 dot solarpreneurs.com don't forget the s on solarpreneurs we will have that in the show notes go download it right now and especially if you have not listened to him go listen to him and you can re-listen to him that's going to show you how so go download it and we'll see you on the other side